music for the Cinema Geekly podcast is brought to you by freemusicarchive.org. The Free Music Archive is an interactive library of high-quality legal audio downloads. The Free Music Archive is directed by WFMU, the most renowned freeform radio station in America. Inspired by Creative Commons and the open-source software movement, the FMA provides a legal and technological framework for curators, artists, and listeners to harness the potential of music sharing. Specific music for the Cinema Geekly podcast is brought to you by Wiz Wars. Visit them online at myspace.com slash wizwars or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash wizwars. It's time for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 21. My name is Anthony Lewis. And I'm Aaron De La Osa. Thanks for checking us out on CinemaGeekly.com, Facebook, Twitter, Google+. Uh, I think that's it for this week. Uh, we'll add more social networks next week as more of them. If Facebook's, uh, as I say, as Facebook's IPO keeps tumbling the way it is, uh, they may be out of business. So we may all be heading back to Facebook, everybody. So, uh, or not Facebook, but uh, MySpace. MySpace. See, it's been so long since I've used it. It's completely, completely fallen out of my lexicon of of words. I was like, we're going to leave Facebook and head to Facebook. I can't wait till the grid drops off and we just have to talk to each other face to face. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it'll be weird, but uh, we'll, we'll get used to it eventually. We'll stop <laughs> talking. It'll it'll start slow with us talking in 140 characters to each other. Right. And then it'll slowly expand back out. It'll come full circle. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, things are... Uh, Things are going good, uh, social networking-wise, anyway. Uh, the Google Plus thing keeps growing without us doing anything on it or saying anything on it. It's amazing. I think we're, we've almost hit 100 people on, on Google Plus just without, uh, without, without any trying whatsoever. We tried hard on Facebook. That paid we really off. did, and we're still, like, at, what, 350? We're about, we're about 360, yeah, huh. on, uh, on the Facebook. Twitter, however, can go to hell. We have <laughs> nobody on Twitter following us, but that's all right. Well, Ed, well, Edward James almost. Oh yeah, we do. We have Captain. We have. Well, excuse me, not Captain Admiral yeah. Adama, <laughs> Battlestar Galactica fame, uh, following us. However, I am told that it's entirely possible that he may follow everybody who follows him. So it may wow. not. It may not be special. Um, however, it may be special in, in in that he might be the only person of of any celebrity who does that. <laughs> Yeah. I can't I can't picture Matt Damon following everybody who follows him or Justin Timberlake, so I, I eventually just might get fed up with it enough to where I just start stalking celebrities until one of them follows us and like replies <laughs> to us. I don't care how low I gotta go. Like I'll I'll start hitting up Gary Busey. I'll I'll make something happen. <laughs> Provide us with acknowledgement. Right. Quasi celebrity Gary Busey. We'll send you a we'll make up just a Cinema Geekly T shirt just to get it around his crazy ass for like a still photo for our Twitter. A single, a single shirt. A single shirt. <laughs> we will not. We will not go past one shirt. No. Uh, um, everybody, head on over to the the Facebook page right now. Anyway, facebook.com slash cinemageekly. I was telling Aaron about this offhand, uh, off the air and whatnot. If you have an hour and twenty minutes to waste, um, I found out the details on this. It was from the Emerald City Comic Con. Seattle's very own. Yes, sir. This was posted back on April the 29th 
on their official uh, YouTube page. But um, essentially, it is a panel of voice actors, very famous voice actors like uh, Billy West, John DiMaggio, Kevin Conroy, of course, who did uh, Batman for pretty much every animated Batman thing ever. I think he does it in the, the video games as well, doesn't he? Kevin Conroy, yeah, he does everything. Um, all of these people, a, a bunch of people, the guys, voices of Futurama and Pinky the Brain and all this, and they do a million other voices. Uh, for literally an hour and 20 minutes, they sit down and read line for line and various character voices, all of Star Wars Episode Four, A New Hope. Um, highly entertaining if you have an hour and 20 minutes to waste. <laughs> Not to like, mention the fact that they are not reading it. they do if they're listening to us. Yes, because they, they have an hour to waste at least here, just with at the least. podcast. Um, but no, it's highly entertaining. And they, and they don't, of course, read it line for line. They throw in all sorts of other goofy things uh, in there as well. So totally worth checking out, actually. Just sort of randomly discovered it today. Um, box office, Aaron. Uh, we, we didn't do a, there wasn't even a mini-sode last week, apologize for that in advance, but not like it would have really mattered. There were not a lot of great Blu-ray releases, and, um, Dark Shadows did not, surprisingly, take over the Avengers, uh, <laughs> nor did Battleship. This past weekend's box office results showed the Avengers raking in yet another $55.6 million. Jesus. Battleship debuted at less than half 25.5 is what battleship made its opening weekend uh sasha baron cohen's the dictator is number three at 17.4 million dark shadows fell to number three at 12.6 the uh movie based on that book that supposedly every woman who's ever been pregnant has read except for every woman who's ever been pregnant what to expect when you're expecting <laughs> made i don't know anybody who's read it uh 10.5 million my wife did did she she did. Are you are you just saying that, or is it a, a no. fact? No, what? a fact. She actually read it, and they have a they're nice enough to have a little chapter in there for uh, for dads. Is she going to go see the film now that she has read the book? No, I doubt it. I mean, we, I didn't even know there was such, such a movie. I mean, My God, it stars Jennifer Lopez and uh, Chris Rock. Oh, oh my God! It, 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 does Tyler Perry produce? Uh, I don't think Tyler Perry has anything to do with this, no, but Cameron Diaz is in it. So is Elizabeth Banks and uh, Anna Kendrick. Man, is Shia LaBeouf for Channing Tatum in it? Uh, no, but Dennis Quaid is in it. I'm like, oh, Dennis Quaid, wow, that's, man. That... <laughs> I might have to go see it now just for Quaid. I was really kind of on the fence <laughs> with the others, but Dennis Quaid just sealed it for me. Like Dennis Quaid is in this. Um, so yeah, craziness there. Um, <laughs> Avengers, of course, uh, now holds the number four spot all-time domestic and all-time worldwide. Um, by the looks of it, it's going to be passing, um, by the way, I, I, yeah, I really think it's, looking at the numbers here, I think it's going to end up, at the very least, moving into number two and challenging Titanic really strong at number two for for worldwide. I, I'm actually yeah. shocked looking at the domestic numbers. Avatar, of course, number one domestic, only made uh, $760.5 million domestic. That's an awful lot of money, but considering it's over $2 billion on the worldwide charts, goes yeah. to show you how much it made overseas. Uh, a ridiculous amount of money, but it's um, 
it's Mar- uh, the Avengers number four domestic at 486.3 million uh, worldwide. It's number four at 1.2 billion, um, just shy of the Deathly Hallows Part Two, which is at 1.3 billion. So I'm Did sure you hear that uh, because because of the points that Downey had on the movie, his paycheck is something like 60 million. Wow. Yeah. That's not bad. No, that, that's a pretty good payday right there. It's a good take home for a few couple months of work. No shit. <laughs> um, fans of uh, oh, we I should mention we we posted it on the uh, on the website as well. Just get all the Avengers chit chat out of the way. Um, head over to cinemageekly.com if you're interested. We have the Blu-ray DVD details um, for all versions of which there will be three. There's a uh, the plain old DVD version. There's going to be the DVD Blu-ray combo pack. And then, of course, there's going to be the Blu-ray, Blu-ray 3D DVD digital combo pack um, with 800 discs, I think. I can't uh, wait till they put together a full set for that one. Um, and, we, yeah, we, we, we listed that as well. There's no details for it yet, but we did mention at the end of that article that um, there is going to be a 10-disc set which features the Avengers, Iron Man, Iron Man 2, the Incredible Hulk, Thor, and Captain America. So there will be one Gigantor box set coming out. Yeah, and uh, I'm hearing rumors that the box set is actually going to be modeled after the Shield Helicarrier. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it. I was exceedingly ecstatic when I read that. I mean, uh, the the guy who apparently designs the box sets uh, submitted his ideas for it, and. Just wait to hear back from it, see if it'll be cost effective or anything. But yeah, it sounds phenomenal. Um, so if you if you buy the uh, the Blu-ray sets, um, you can expect uh, full audio commentary by Joss Whedon. There's another Marvel one shot. Yep. I know you've got to be excited about. It's called Item Forty Seven. <laughs> yeah. Do we have any idea what that is? Or none, none. I, I cannot. I can find no details on this whatsoever. So. It's anybody's guess. I mean, my my gut is telling me that it's going to lead into another Marvel movie from a character that has not yet been uh, introduced, revealed. Um, yeah. Gag reel, uh, multiple deleted scenes, including an alternate opening and ending. Um, some extended scenes with Bruce Banner. Uh, ext- I'm really bummed. There's no director's cut on there. It's like three hours long, you know. You would think, right? Because he talked about yeah. it was a three-hour cut or something like that was the original mm-hmm. running length or whatever. Um, there's also Visual Journey assembling the Ultimate Team, uh, Soundgarden music video, stuff like that. <laughs> the uh, the DVD just features the uh, the featurettes and the uh, the director's commentary. Um, the the short line there is DVD, don't buy it. Right. Buy other stuff, <laughs> cool stuff on it, um, or at least buy the combo pack. Um, right. But yeah, so there's uh there's that. Did uh, uh not to not to go all the way back to talking about the movie, but you said that you, you upon a second viewing you did spot a thing or two that you could perhaps pick a gripe with or Yeah. I'm curious what what what, what was going on? It wasn't 4 hours long. <laughs> Your problem was that <laughs> That's too, it. Too yeah. short. I mean, I, I sat back, you know, the, the second time we saw it, like I really, you know, I tried to step away, step out of my fanboy shoes a little bit and just evaluate it, but I mean, it Again, I was blown away. I mean, I, I noticed little things here that I didn't pick up on the first time that were indicators to other Marvel characters. I mean, just little hints and things like that. I mean, it was, yeah, I was really just blown away again. I couldn't help it. Like I just, <laughs> just sat there and 
Well, I, uh, I voiced my complaint that it w- it's going to be hard to watch them do solo films now after yeah. how fun it was to see them all together. But um, next year, there's you're getting another Iron Man movie and another Thor movie just, another Thor, yeah. just next year. So, um, And plus we'll get a Cap 2 uh, before we get Avengers 2 also. And I would presume that all of that stuff's probably, you know... 2014, perhaps even as early as that, but who knows? That's what they're saying because they're saying the Avengers uh, will be late 2014 or tw- uh, early 2015 ballpark. Right. Um, I, I just have to imagine with the amount of bank that that movie has made, um, and strike while the iron's hot, man. Um, people yeah. have made that. People have made the point that eventually, if they hit Avengers 12, it'll probably suck. But um, <laughs> right now, I'll- man, while while the creative juices are still flowing, I say keep. Keep going. Um, we'll touch on some of the. We'll break up the the comic book movie because there's a few pieces of news that have come out about Iron Man three and about the the second Thor movie. But um, hey, oh, the Dark Knight Rises as well. Uh, oh, I, the, didn't, uh, I haven't heard uh, Dark Knight news. Yeah, the the I guess the head of uh, Media Works, one of the visual effects houses, uh, said that right now it's looking like the the cut of the movie is just a little over three hours. <laughs> I would have to imagine that they would shorten that down a little. Oh, I, I'm going to think so, but holy shit. The long cut. I mean, well, I mean, I don't know. you got to look at it. It's like the end of the story, and uh, they probably have so much stuff that they want to get in there. I, I, I get the feeling, though, that a lot of movies like this probably hit like three hours, and they have to cut it down, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, obviously, we just mentioned Avengers would have been three hours with the first cut of that was... I, th- I thought maybe he said over three hours, but uh, I think it was like the the first cut might have been just about over three hours as well. The uh, the Lord of the Rings extended versions are three and a half hours each. Jesus. So I mean they have all sorts of stuff in there. Well, uh, and I hear that uh, that Queen Latifah Dolly Parton movie is originally six hours long. It was, and they managed to shave it down to four and a half. Man, so, uh, I cannot wait for the director's cut of that gem. The uh, according. <laughs> Uh, according to the government, actually, that that uh, the the deleted scenes from that, I think, prevented at least twenty five suicides. So uh, just from cutting those scenes from the movie, course, that, that that number can't be that low. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they they could really do nothing about the the one hundred seventy four uh, right. that did happen as a result of the. Uh, well, just, well, it was it was it was all the motorboating. That scene really did it for a lot of people. It just yeah, it sucked the will to live from many a folk. It really did. It murdered like <laughs> damn near half of Kansas. Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, man. If you're a fan of the Rock, uh, and if you're a fan of uh plastic toys with guns and army clothes, <laughs> you're gonna be sorely disappointed. Uh, oh, I know. G.I. Joe retaliation pushed back until. Next year, um, sources from Paramount said that this was, uh, or not even sources, uh, this is just straight from Paramount. They said that the, <laughs> uh, the, the time is being taken to, uh, to convert the film to 3D. Right. Uh, not said, because it sucks or anything. No, no, they're saying they're, I, honestly, I don't think it has anything to do with the, the quality of the film either. I think um, they, they said the 3D will generate better international box office. But right. um, I don't know. It might. But well, there's also rumors from that that they're uh, they are heavily pursuing uh, 
Joseph Gordon-Levitt to reprise to go back and reshoot the Cobra Commander scenes since he's got like the Looper and a few other movies coming out like with the Dark Knight Rises where he's going to become like a monster name. They're really trying to get him back and get his clout behind this movie also. Right, right, and there um, there's been a lot of some some stuff. This just totally makes sense to me that some idiot or team of idiots perhaps <laughs> who who put this movie on on the release block just all of a sudden realized, oh my God, look, look at how good Avengers is doing. Well, we've got, what, oh crap, four days before Spider-Man comes out, and then, oh crap, yep. how many days before Dark Knight comes We're going to make no money with this movie. Yeah. Uh, so they, uh, I'm guessing that had something to do with the fact that they've moved it to uh, March 29th <laughs> of, of next year. That, by the way, puts it just before Iron Man 3 comes out. And just before the Star Trek sequel and a bunch of other ginormo movies that are coming out. Uh, the, That's pretty so, good timing, though. Yeah, it's amazing how they managed to take it from a, a time that would be terrible for them box office-wise <laughs> and move them to a time that would be good for them box office-wise. As I mentioned in the article when I wrote it, the only people I really feel feel bad for would be little kids because they've already released a toy line for this movie. So kids are going <laughs> to go out and get toys for this movie, and they're not even going to get to see the flick. Until next year, which by that time they may not even care about GI Joes anymore. Well, uh, then they can just re-release the new toy line. Yeah, let's, <laughs> version 2.0. We'll give Rock right. three more extra muscles and a different body armor suit. I don't know. Yeah, uh, he, he's also being tapped to uh, to star in a, a comic a comic book movie himself. Uh, Word around the campfire is for uh, all those of you who follow DC pretty closely uh, the rock is going to be signed on to play Lobo apparently. Ah yeah, I heard that rumor floating around. I'm I'm not sh- entirely too sure how I feel about that yet. I know nothing about Lobo, but people said that he seemed like he would be a good like fit or whatever for that. He the, he, he could be for the rock. He's an intergalactic uh, I guess anti-hero bounty hunter. Uh for all the anybody who wants to go on YouTube and uh, look up something it's called uh Lobo's paramilitary Christmas special. It, it was filmed That's like back awesome. in the nineties with uh, with Andrew, uh, oh God, Andrew Boronowski. He, uh, he you'll recognize him from uh, football movies, the program, uh, a couple other flicks like that. He's always the big roided out like uh, jock. He was the he was the super large Nazi in uh, Higher Learning. Mm. Uh, you know uh, the the new. Uh, the new Leatherface in the reboot. I mean, so he's definitely recognizable, and he nails Lobo to a T. Like, you know, he ends up on other planets, you know. It's just really, like, if you want to get a true sense of who Lobo is, definitely Google that and watch it, and then you decide if The Rock should take over the uh, the reins. I can't be the only one when you said Andrew and paused that was terrified you were going to follow up with Dice Clay. Right. <laughs> you're like, hey. Andrew, and I'm like, Dice Clay? I was trying, I, I, I trying to remember how to pronounce his last name, yeah. <laughs> um, also on the website, you can check out uh, I tossed up a review for uh, American Reunion. Eh, yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, it's, no, it's no beautiful noise. No, if you're uh, if you're if you want to look, if you like the the first movies, not counting the, uh, the direct to DVD things, and and you just want uh, a dose of nostalgia from those movies, totally totally serviceable movie in that regard. 
but like as a standalone movie, as yeah, I don't know. Just <laughs> or go down to your local Walmart and you know whichever cast member is working that day as a greeter, just say hi to them there. Hey, well, Allison, <laughs> Allison Hannigan is on How I Met Your Mother, which so far has been a decent sitcom, but I'm only like six episodes into that show, so. Oh really? Yeah, I, I haven't sat down on that one yet. And speaking of which, I, I gotta, I forget what Facebook uh, poster it was to us. It might have been her name, might have been Stacy. She was asking us to talk about uh, Mad Men. Oh, yes, of course, AMC's Mad Men. So I actually sat down to watch it, and I so badly wanted to hate this show. Like, the first five seconds, like, it comes on, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is yeah, – I, I was so, like, oh, I'd like – because, you know, everybody you see, like, who likes the show, they're always, like, you know, just really, like, the, the scene kind of preppy emo kids with, like, the really large glasses, and they wear fedoras, and they're like, oh, Mad Men's so, <laughs> so genius, blah, blah, blah. And right. you just want to fucking hate it, but you can't hate it. It is a great show. It is. It's good. I'm already it, in the second season. I cannot stop watching it. Oh wow! I'm surprised, man. Now I'm uh, I've I've burned through everything on Netflix and uh, <laughs> I'm watching them as they as they occur on AMC right now. The um, show should really just be retitled "Smoking and Fucking." Yeah. That's, that's the entire show, well, but I can't get enough of it. There is some drinking as well in there. It's oh amazing. My God. It's amazing yeah. how many people smoke on that show. Um, all, the, all the racism and like I don't know, like I'm like a little woman talk to me like that. It's like damn these. It's a oh, different it's, way of life in the '60s, man. It's, it's crazy. Um, they have gotten so many awards and praise just for the uh, just for the design of the show, like how they've oh, yeah. been able to recapture the the '60s from the way everybody talks and looks to um, to hairstyles and clothing, and it's and that redheaded chick, man. Woof. It's all been nailed. Um, yes, she has a very large chest area. She is really something something else. <laughs> um, of course, you may remember um, the guy who plays um, uh, Roger Sterling, the the gray-haired gentleman, played Howard Stark in Iron Man 2. John Slattery. Yes, he John did. Slattery's. And there's a, a whole host of other people that kind of stop by from time to time. And, of course, they uh, it's in the 60s. Eventually, they start uh, TV starts taking off huge. They start getting into to television advertising, and um, there's uh, mentions of, of people uh, trying out for episodes of Dark Shadows and people dropping by spec scripts for the original Star Trek series and shit like that. It's uh, it's awesome, and there is uh, there is so much smoking and, and fucking in this show. It's a uh, it's oh really, yeah, it, it's, it's mind blowing. It's just I, the, the entire show, but it's like I can't wait to see who's gonna smoke or fuck next. My favorite, my favorite scene of all time in this show, uh, just uh, am- amazingly spoke to the time period in which the show takes place. Don Draper could not be sicker. He is so sick, coughing, oh, yeah. coughing and coughing and coughing. He is on the verge of death, and the whole while still smoking. Right. Brilliant. <laughs> it's like every morning he wakes up half hacking a lung, and he lights up right away. I'm like, how can you keep smoking? Um, people get cancer and they're just like, oh, wow, that sucks. Uh, yeah, they're all amazed. <laughs> they're all, they're like, so, far, so far, my favorite part of the show is when uh, January Jones, Mrs. Draper, uh, she's talking to her pregnant woman or her pregnant friend who's also smoking and drinking. Yes. Uh, her daughter comes walking in with a, a dry cleaner's bag over her mouth and is sucking the bag into her mouth. And she's like, young lady, my clothes better not be on the floor and just sends her away. <laughs> like with the, the dry litter bags on her head, I was like, "Oh my god!" It's an amazing look back is at the how stupid we were. It's amazing. Yeah. To, to people who sit and look at things and be like, "Wow, we're stupid people." We we are. We are stupid people still today. But 
looking back is using this as a reflection. It's amazing how far we've actually come from that point. Yeah, but we're we're dumb as shit. Oh no, we're stupid for sure. <laughs> uh, we've only gotten slightly smarter. Uh, right. But really, the sh- if you haven't checked it out, it's on AMC right now. There's new episodes, but it's also on on Netflix as well. I was completely thrown by the name. I had no idea that Mad Men was about. Uh, an ad agency on Madison Avenue, which of course makes that a cute name for the show. Oh shit, it does. Huh. But yeah, it's a uh, uh, Madison Avenue ad agency in New York in the '60s. Uh, they talk at length about advertising for things that no longer exist, like Mohawk Airlines. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, John Hamm is in it. John Hamm is awesome. I love John Hamm. He's great at everything. He's on like a million other podcasts that I listen to. Uh, like Doug Loves Movies and Nerdist and, and shit like that. He's on those things all the time. And uh, Oh, is he really? Yeah, he's he's hilarious. Uh, oh. he's, he's an awesome dude. Um, in fact, I posted something on Facebook the other day where he it's like Team Mad Men against Team Nerdist, and they're like having a bowling game <laughs> against each other. I know who I'm going to stalk on Twitter then. John Hamm, you are targeted, sir. John Hamm, you're coming on the Cinema Geekly podcast. You do them. We have proof you do podcasts. Right. Uh, granted, it's probably your friend's podcasts, and you wouldn't dare sell your name by coming on to, <laughs> to this podcast, but uh, that's not going to stop Aaron from sending you 100,000 direct messages. Right. I- I'm going to build like a little statue out of Lucky's, like, you know, just of him. <laughs> just send it to him. Um, <laughs> uh, man, I'm glad, I'm glad you're digging it. Um I wanted to hate it. I really did. I really wanted to hate it so bad. I didn't think it would be my bag either, but surprisingly enough, uh, I enjoyed it. Um, before we talk some more stuff, oh, let me see here. Uh, I have an email. I got them to work. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> email <laughs> server loading. It's still the server. Yeah, the server's down. Um, this is a. This actually would have been a fine question for last week, but it's an even better question. Uh, for for this week, all things considered, it's from a gentleman named Graham. I believe I believe he might be on Google Plus, but he could be on Facebook too. I don't know. We have like 360 people on Facebook now, and I have no way of knowing all of them. I, I haven't taken the time to literally go through and look at every single person. I'm pretty uh, sure a lot of those are spam. On uh, on Facebook? Yeah. I think some of them some of them definitely are, and there's a bunch of them that aren't. Um, there is right. one that I thought for sure was, and then they posted on the page. So, oh, the guy, the, the indie movie guy. Um, perhaps I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's another another email for another time. Is that uh <laughs> that uh, that email? That was interesting email. Um, it really was. Uh, he's talking about um, he wants to know if we uh, if we think that that fans put too much uh. I guess speaking about uh, television shows, series finales, things like that, not season, but show ending finales. If uh, fans put, uh, they, I guess put the bar too high for season finales, in his opinion, it seems like every time there is a, a series finale to a show, fans are bitching nonstop about (laughs) how the show ended. Um, What do you, do you think that fans set the bar too high and, uh, best and worst series finales of all time. I, I think the, the writers themselves set the bar too high. Like, you know, what, mainly fans bitch about series finales on shows is when they suck. Like, it's a, it's a brilliant show, but the, you know the the writers. It seems they always try to do 
you know, something to put their own little spin on it to make it like a special series. No, just give the fans what they want. You know, if they want to see, you know, uh, you know, Sam Malone burn down the bar and end up running away with uh, Kirstie Alley before she got fat again. I mean, you know, just give them, you know, give them what the hell they want. I mean, the cheers series finale for those of you who are old, <laughs> old enough to remember it was, you know, it wasn't bad. It was satisfying for what it was. Uh, the Sopranos took me a few years to come around and appreciate. Uh, I was one of the people, as soon as it ended, hitting the roof, just freaking the fuck out. I still don't care for how it ended. But... thought it was the worst thing ever. Oh, like I was so pissed and just angry about it. But then I went back and uh, you know, you, you start reading message boards. You get other people's takes on things and all that. And you go back and you kind of reevaluate and you watch the episodes and you pick up on certain things to where when The Sopranos ended, it was a definitive end to the show. And right. you're like, okay, I see what they were going for with this. Uh, you know, it, it just depends on the show. If it's a shitty show, it can have it can have a shitty ending, no problem. Right. But great show, you know, it should be an ending that kind of, if it's not like you know a happy ending, it should be in tone with the show. Like the way the way House ended was perfect for the show. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, um, that's it, why it I was wasn't saying the most brilliant ending, but it was a great ending for the show. So yeah, I was happy with it. Right. Um, that's why I was saying this is a, a better timing this week. Because I just put that review up of how seasons one through eight. Right. Um, yeah, I started watching that show like on the fourth episode of the first season, and yeah, completely completely hooked on it. I and and uh, I I have gotten a couple of emails that were like, "You gave the whole show three stars, or you know, three <laughs> geeky glasses," and I'm like, "Well, look, man, you've got eight seasons, and there were a couple of genuinely." Top to bottom, fantastic seasons, and then there yeah. were and then there were a lot of top to bottom, pretty good seasons, and then there were a few seasons that were you know mixed bags. You got eight seasons, twenty four episodes a season. There's no way that every you know that someone's gonna find every episode you know to, to be perfection. And season six and most of the season seven come leaping to mind for the crap pile. Yeah, there were, there was <laughs> some stuff in there that just yeah, I take it or leave it. It had. They have moments. Even every episode, you boil it down to per episode. Every episode has its moments, but you know yeah. there are you know it's tough when you're grading a TV show one to eight seasons. Uh, that's why I said, look, three geeky glasses on this website comes out to about average. And when you're looking at an entire run of a show, you're talking two hundred, three hundred episodes. To say that, hey, out of all of those episodes, you know what, you're getting, you know, an average show. Which sounds it sounds like I don't like it, but <laughs> really, if you think about it logically, if you have that many shows, how many chances is that to screw up? You know, right. and lots of shows do it. The original series of Star Trek, I I like it, but you know, it end up getting a lot lower <laughs> rating than <laughs> than than that, um, just because there are so many episodes that are just like ugh. Um, yeah, it's uh, I and look on on the topic of this, I I don't know how many endless discussions I've had about how Battlestar Galactic ended, uh, the Ronald Moore version of Battlestar. <laughs> I've had so many conversations, uh, trying to defend. There are so many people who hate how that show ended, and I I had the benefit of watching it sit down style, uh, watching it not having to wait, uh, weekly, you know, and then with huge monthly breaks and things like that. I had the benefit of just sitting down and watching it at my own pace and getting able, uh, being able to watch it from start to finish. 
without any long breaks in between. And uh, the f- the the way the show ended totally made sense to me. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, but a lot of fans were like, "We've waited for so long, and this is what you gave us." <laughs> um, like they were expecting so much more. I mean, house house ended the way it should have ended. They went not so uh weird out of the way just to make people remember it then you know you probably would have had a few people who liked it but you had a lot of people who hated it and instead they ended it the way it should have they did like a nod to sherlock holmes and then it ended with house and wilson you know as best friends at the end of the at the end of the you know that's how it should be um do you have uh, a best and worst tv uh show finale i by the way i should immediately say that I think we should disqualify any shows that did not get to run their course, uh, that were canceled ahead of time. Obviously, it would be easy to say, oh, yeah, Elf. Elf ended terribly because it ended on a cliffhanger. (laughs) Uh, Elf ended surrounded by machine guns and stuff. We have no idea what happened to him. Of course, that was a terrible way to end a show. But I think we're kind of in the context of, you know, shows that had their full run. They knew it was going to be over they made an ending episode and wrapped it up. Uh, I mean, I, I really don't. <clears throat> I guess I haven't really watched a ton of shows that have. I mean, you know, I, I'm a fan of. You know, I'm a huge fan of Doctor Who. That show's been on. You know, for <laughs> for longer than I've been alive. So I mean, clearly, yeah. I don't like things that end. Uh, but wow, if I had to, I, 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 I think I think they're both the same. Both answers. Uh, the answer to both is is the, is the Sopranos. Uh, when it first ended, absolutely worst uh, ending to a, a show ever. After a couple of years, you go back and you pick up on little things like they hint the you know, the entire season. They're dropping hints in every episode that you know uh, that de- definitively like when the, sh- the the when the show ends, like you know it just goes to black. Tony died. Like he got shot. He got killed. He he died because the episodes leading up to it. Uh, you know, he's being approached from behind by people. They can't hear him talking behind him on his left. So that's, you know, an obvious weakness for him. He can't hear people, uh, coming up on his left and things like that. And, uh, that part when, uh, Sylvia was in the restaurant with those other guys and they got shot and like the guys, guys at his table got shot and killed. It was just completely silent. No noise, no nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then uh, the, the episode of Soprano Home Movies when they're up at the cabin and uh, you know Bobby and Tony are talking and Tony's like you know what do you think happens and Bobby's like I think everything just goes silent like you everything just stops right so the, the whole that whole last scene you know they're kind of giving you like the way I look at it anyway is like they're giving you a preview into what Tony's life is like whereas you're looking at every person as they walk into that restaurant like trying to figure out like is he a cop is he gonna kill me you know what the fuck's going on but then the very last the very last scene. Uh, as the guy in the members only jacket gets up and walks to the bathroom behind Tony, the bathroom is behind back is behind uh, Tony back on his left where he can't hear shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he actually goes to the bathroom, instead of focusing back on Tony, they leave the camera shot super wide so you can see this guy clear as shit walk into the bathroom and where it's located at behind Tony. And then as they go back to the one shot, you know, you just see Tony's face and then complete silence. So right there, that's telling me like, okay, he got fucking he got hit. That's the end of the show. Right. Um, yeah, I think people just didn't like the. Uh, I think what it was is that the the artistic way that they chose to to end the show with the the music and then the screen just completely blanking. <laughs> uh, that threw so many people off that it made them angry. They were I couldn't listen. To Don't stop believing for years after they that. were they were cavemen. They had no idea what had happened. They just were <laughs> they were shocked and scared for a minute. 
and then became enraged, yep. and then everything after that sucked because of that. The oh, the whole show sucked. We we're just and they were just throwing rocks. Right. They all turned into the Incredible Hulk or King Kong or something. They're just uh, they'd lost their minds and were filled with rage. Um, <laughs> for me, it's a kind of a cheat for my favorite uh, series finale, but it's, it's still my it's still my favorite finale. But it's it's such a cheat. Um, Star Trek: The Next Generation, the way that ended was my favorite uh, finale. But it's such a cheat in that... Um, it's a cheat in that the show wasn't ending, per se. They literally, the day after shooting, or two or three days after shooting or whatever, they turned around and started filming the first movie. Right. So they could have... They had kind of an easy way out where we can end the show exactly how we want. We don't have to do something crazy. Nobody has to die. It literally just ends with them doing this really good, uh, well thought out movie or not movie. This really thought well thought out episode involving a like a time paradox or something like that. But the the real ending of the show was just Picard and the rest of the crew sitting around a table playing a game of poker. And he said, "I should have done this a long time ago." And they're like, "You're always welcome." And they're just you know a family together playing a game of poker. And that that was like how the show ended. And normally people are like, would be like, oh, well, nothing really happened. It was like the, the end of an episode. Sure, the, the last scene was was nice and uh, was was sweet and stuff like that. But, you know, nothing really happened in that episode. <laughs> um, but, you know, they can cheat their way through it because they just went right into movies. It wasn't the last time you were going to see that group of characters. Now, if you want to talk about the last... Star Trek: The Next Generation movie. That's a whole other topic as to how they concluded. Yeah, that was <laughs> that particular that was franchise. Um, yeah. That's a whole other story about how that ended. But um, as for, I, I would, I'm going to have a hard time thinking of a a worst. Um, there's a lot of TV shows. It'll be it'll be difficult. There's a lot of TV shows that I'm getting into now that have not ended yet that I'm really into, like Breaking Bad, I believe this is their final season coming up, even though they're splitting the season in half, which makes no sense to me. I uh, hate when they do that. They're, doing, God, six, do they're that. doing six episodes and making us wait like a year for the other six. Fucking <laughs> Sopranos, man. They started the trend for that shit. I don't know why they're doing that, but it, it drives me mad. Um, that That's why people end up hating se- series finales. Because they have all that time to stew about what's going to happen. And then when it doesn't meet their expectations, they're pissed. Um, but yeah, that show. Um, there's, a, there's a bunch of other things. Uh, um, I, I think uh, Joss, Joss Whedon and company should probably get credit for uh, what they did on Dollhouse. Because that was only two seasons for that show. And I thought they managed to actually tell a good story and wrap that whole show up in two seasons. Even though it was, you know, a shortened series. Obviously, he's famous for getting his shows kicked off, with the exception of what Buffy and uh, yeah. I think just Buffy. Uh, and Buffy deserved to go. <laughs> um, I've not, I've not, I've never watched an episode of it, so I, I couldn't tell you. But uh, it doesn't seem like it would be my thing. But um, man, it's tough for me to to think of it. I guess I don't really have one that I saw that I was like, eh, I hated it. Um, I can't really think of one. Sorry, Graham. I don't have one. <laughs> Maybe you can send us in what you thought was the worst. I, I, uh, I do think 
people get way too crazy about it. But I, I prefer to watch shows. Um, if I didn't jump on the bandwagon when it started, I tend to wait until after a lot of stuff has already passed. And then I start watching, catching up from behind. Um, but at my own pace. I, I prefer to watch TV shows that way. It's sort of like, uh, it's kind of like watching a movie. Um, with a movie, you watch it all. You get the beginning, middle, and end. And with a TV yep. show, you get the beginning, and then the middle is takes a really long time to get through. So, uh, you know, I kind of like watching them that way more, where I can just go through it at my own pace. Um, did you see the uh, the teasers for Anchorman 2? I did. There's a, there's multiple teasers, I think, where it's them just saying different things every every time. Yeah, I've I've only seen two so far. Yeah, I saw there was a there was one regular one, and I think there was an exclusive that they released on Funny or Die or yeah or something like that. And um, I've heard the brilliant idea that they should just keep releasing these like once a once a month or once every couple of weeks, where they say something different every single time, uh, and then just keep pumping those out. Those are those are funny. I thought they were cool. Yeah. Uh, um, it's a good way to wet, the, wet, you know, wet the palate again, wet the appetite for uh, another uh, anchor man. Without giving too much away, did you see the uh, the teaser for uh, James Bond Skyfall flick? No, damn it, I haven't watched it yet. It's out there. We didn't put it up on the website. I'm I'm uh, hot and cold as to how many people out there are like, ooh, Avengers and ooh, Star Trek and ooh, James Bond. So um, <laughs> it it varies. Um, if I get enough people that are like, yes, talk about. 007 more then um you know i'll probably start we'll probably start putting more stuff or if uh, any of the other writers out there listening to the podcast right now are james bond fans feel free man that's how the site works if you got something you're geeky about put it on a website that's how we do it, it doesn't have to be just shit that i like um but it helps it does <laughs> it helps for me i want to read it <laughs> yeah exactly. um the uh there's a did you see this thing about ryan reynolds uh, possibly being the next Highlander. Yeah, it, it, it's already been shot down. Oh, it has it. Yeah. Oh, thank God. I, I was really upset about it at first too, because it just means the Deadpool movie keeps keeps getting pushed further and further back. But yeah, apparently, uh, it's all horseshit. Okay, that's good. Um, on the uh, I, I was really upset about it too, though. Believe me. <laughs> scared for a minute. I'm like, please, please. Was really upset about it. Um, although uh, seeing Ryan Reynolds walk out to Queens. Uh, Masters of the Universe, or whatever that song is. <laughs> Be more than pleased to yeah. see that. Um, Iron Man 3, there's like a lot of details out about this movie now. Oh, the cast so far, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, apparently, like, they're just going full nine with adding as many fucking villains to this movie as they can possibly conjure up. They pretty much confirmed the extremist storyline, right? That they're going to be going yeah. for the yep. That's pretty much confirmed. Uh, they just cast a, a chick. Villain role, I believe. I, th- I swear to God, I saw this. Um, now it's going to drive me crazy. Well, I I, I know it, it's a it's a guy who has a lady's name. A guy with a lady's name. Are you talk about Ashley Hamilton. It could be. I'm not sure. Yeah, he uh, he's supposed to be signed on to play Firepower, if I remember correctly. It's a uh, it, it's another villain in an uh, in an armored suit. You know, it, they're kind of comboing uh you know the the Iron Wars with extremists a little bit. So I mean, it's going to be. <laughs> I'm I'm pumped to see where they go, especially now too. Like you know that they, they won't confirm that Sir Ben Kingsley is the Mandarin, but you know he's fucking Sir. Ben oh, King you know what? You're right. I just saw I just saw Ashley Hamilton and totally thought it was a chick. My bad. Um, <laughs> but he was in such manly movies as Beethoven's Second. 
Yes, he was. And, he was and phenomenal sun- on that. Actually. And Sunset Beach. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, firepower. Um, and obviously, uh, uh, Ben Kingsley is in it as well. And uh, yeah, he'll be the Mandarin. Uh, James Badge is going to be uh, a guy called Cold Blood. Um, he well, eventually, he uh, due was. to the nanotechnology, becomes uh, a cyborg. Cool. Okay. Um, let me see here. What else do we got? Um, Thor 2 news. Casino Royale villain. Uh, what's his name here? Matt? Uh, yeah, they're they're trying to get that dude hard. Yeah, it's something German. Reportedly in talks to play an unspecified villain in the Thor sequel. Um, he was in... um, uh, What was that? It was on Netflix, and then I was going to watch it, and then I decided not to watch it. Uh, Valhalla Rising is what it is. It's on uh, Netflix. Oh, and, yeah, I have that in my queue. I've been meaning to check that out. The Viking movie, so it's yeah. all Norse and stuff, so he would be apparently perfect to play it if the image on the cover of the Netflix instant title is any... Because, once again, I have not watched it. Um, but, yeah, that's the... Uh, obviously, all the other people have pretty much been confirmed for that movie, clearly. They're all signed on for stuff. Chris Hemsworth, Natty Portman... Idris Elba, um, all those people. So, all those guys are back, uh, back in line. Uh, there, I guess there is a. There, wasn't there a, a tidbit out there? It was something that Tom Hiddleston was saying, or maybe some? It was somebody else who was, uh, but hinting that um, it might be a villain that Thor and Loki would actually have to team up against. So you'd have um, Loki and Thor fighting side by side. Or at least that was a. A tidbit, but I, I'm guessing that was more of a, you know, wouldn't it be cool if, instead of, I think a lot of people read that and maybe took it as a, uh, took it as like a, oh, that's, uh, you know, who in their past would, could be a villain for them. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that, that they've been hinting at that. I mean, Tom Hiddleston, he is a, a geek's dream because he's not afraid to drop spoilers about the movies or anything. Right. You know, he, he totally gets it. You know, he knows how to connect with the fans and just. You know, he really seems to genuinely, you know, love to play Loki, and I think that, you know, there there is definitely something to him being said that there's going to be, they'll be presented with a villain to where Loki does kind of have to, you know, not really become a good guy, but just be less bad and kind of help Thor like defeat this dude, and then go right back to being, you know, Loki, and that's how they were, you know, in the comic books. They always had this kind of, that kind of relationship. So yeah, I'm excited. Um, yeah, there's talks of Anthony Hopkins possibly joining the cast of Red 2. Yep. Uh, did you see the first one? Uh, not yet, no. Uh, it's not I, bad. I, I, I was watching a lot of uh, Kevin Smith stuff, so I kind of got soured on Bruce Willis just from, <laughs> just I, from yeah. that. So. It looks like there is going to be 800 Bruce Willis movies coming out next year. Yeah. I swear to God, it seems like he's in like half of the movies coming out next year. And, of course, he's in uh, Expendables 2 this year, and... Uh, Bunch of, he was supposed to be in G.I. Joe, but moving that to next year just adds to the number of titles he's going to be in that year. Um, it's just a, a report that he's um, uh, up for the uh, the villainous role in that flick. Um, I, th- I thought it was surprisingly okay. I didn't think I was really going to dig it. Any Anything? Oh, you mean the, the first Red movie? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, I got to tell you, it was... Uh, Amazing to see the fucking uh, the queen, as I call her now. I don't call her Helen Mirren anymore. Oh, Helen Mirren. The queen, like wielding a freaking uh, machine gun and, and shit like that, just moaning. I always know her as just the the British chick who always gets naked in all her old movies. Yes. Um, and just, not even her old movies recently too. 
John, John, uh, John Malkovich in it. Uh, perhaps Morgan Freeman. We'll wait and see on that, I suppose. Um, yeah, I guess I uh, wish Joe would have uh, would have made it because I was wondering if he went to see Men in Black 3. <laughs> we could find out how, how good it is or not good. My wife expressed interest in seeing it, and I kind of looked at her, and she's like, well, not in theater, so we'll rent it. I was like, yeah, okay, that's fine. It's um surprisingly towing is 68% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. That's that's all Will Smith. He has nothing but time to rate that movie. With 157, oh, excuse me, 167 reviews. That's uh, a lot of Scientologists rating that thing. There's so many Scientologists. Um, it's weird. Uh, people are like, look, nobody even asked for Men in Black 2. Well, I guess a few people asked for Men in Black 2, but like, nobody asked for this, this third movie. Um, apparently, uh, Josh Brolin does a Tommy Lee Jones impersonation in this movie that I guess constitutes, in fact, real acting. They, they say it's so good that people thought for quite a while that Tommy Lee Jones, in fact, had just voiced over all of Brolin's lines, that he nailed it so hardcore that people thought that uh, Tommy Lee Jones, in fact, voiced it over. Huh. Um, I, I'm curious just to see that, I guess. Um, I like Will Smith. I think Will Smith is awesome, uh, especially now that I saw that video of of him on the BBC doing the Fresh Prince theme song. At oh yeah, twelve. Um, he wins me over on uh, on that alone. I have no real desire to see this movie. Um, Alice Eve is in it. She's gonna be in the new Star Trek movie, so uh, that could be encouragement enough. Maybe uh, maybe to see that. I, I don't know anything about her and have not seen her in anything. So. Uh, well, trust me, you'll, you'll know her when you see her. Uh, Bill Hayden is in this. She's a, a super hot, uh, is she British or Irish? I'm not entirely sure. J- j- just Google her. You, you're, you'll be floored. She was, uh, oh, that movie uh, the Jay Barberchell did uh, last year, She's Out of Your League. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like the ridiculously hot chick in that movie. <laughs> I recognize her from trailers, I guess. From that. I never saw the flick, but I know the No, no need. You, I'm sure you get the whole sense of the movie from the trailers. Uh, Bill Hader is in this movie playing Andy Warhol. Okay. He plays Andy Warhol. No, okay, uh, that might be worth it. Nicole Scherzinger of the uh, Pussycat Dolls is also in this movie. So that's a reason to not watch it. All right, you, you excited me for it, and then you killed it right away, like in just, just the very next sentence. Uh, Emma Thompson's also in it as well. So, um, yeah, it's um, torn. This will be like a watch it, but this will be like a not movie theaters watch it. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't want my friends to see a ticket stub or anything. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Uh, yeah. I, I don't want to be incriminated in such a fashion. Um, <laughs> oh, let me see here. If there is anything else that popped up, this is not big enough news for the people listening to the podcast at least based on uh spider-man 2 is going to be a little over two hours apparently there are some rumblings coming out about uh kick-ass 2 uh the movie yeah they uh they want to make it apparently oh they're moving forward they already have a director and everything are they finally moving forward i'm pleased yep yep they are moving forward i'm thoroughly pleased is how how much do you know how much of the uh original cast that's left alive is back for this one all of them all of them yep Pleased. Yeah, uh, apparently Matthew Vaughn selected Jeff Wadlow uh, to direct it, so Matthew Vaughn's still going to be pretty heavily involved. And they're saying that uh, it is going to follow pretty closely uh, to the second comic book. So anybody, any fans of Kick Ass to the comic, you know, 
be ready for you know the Mc, McLovin Red Mist to become you know the motherfucker and I mean that's his actual name. So uh, yes. Chloe Grace Murphy back as Hit Girl, and from what they're saying right now is that uh, you know that like the first uh, half of the movie, not the first half, like the first like you know half hour. twenty thirty minutes yeah, are going to be all dedicated to Hit Girl and how she's been adjusting to life being raised by you know Big Daddy's uh, former partner and how in the comic book she was really trying to get away from being Hit Girl because he didn't want her to be Hit Girl anymore, but she was secretly trying to train kick ass to not be such a pussy. Yes. Seems yeah, like a so, good idea, especially if he's intent on continuing his uh, yeah his escapades. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm really excited to see where this movie goes. The first one was just so awesome. Before we talk uh, Blu-rays and stuff, there some video game stuff of importance come out. Uh, finally, 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 they have released a demo for Arkham City. So if you don't own it yet, uh, they released a demo. This is ma- basically the demo is to say hey the uh the super ultimate mega fantastic edition of arkham city is coming out they're putting out a a game of the year edition essentially that has all the dlc content all the side missions all the costumes the the harley quinn's revenge thing all that stuff is all being put into the disc and is they're they're selling that so that'll end up being the edition I buy because I have not gotten this game yet so oh my god you're gonna you're gonna love it I played the I played the demo the the demo is like you get like 15 minutes of of gameplay essentially but it is fantastic yeah you can spend days just doing side missions and that it's so good yeah it looks like so much fun. It is, uh, and, and from what I'm hearing too, is that the Amazing Spider-Man game uh, is going to be a lot like Arkham City. Wow, uh, yeah. it's possible to make. It is possible to make video games with movie tie-in. Well, the Batman games really don't have movie tie-ins; they're just standalone Batman games. But no, the Batman the Batman games are actually like comic books. Yeah, <laughs> um, they're not really like the tie-ins to the movies. But they're not the Nolan verse. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna hear Batman talking like this. No. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kevin Conroy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there, so I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the. Uh, um, there hasn't been a lot of stuff put out. There's just been a couple of trailers. But the uh, the uh, the Star Trek game that they're coming out with actually looks pretty great too. Just it's only obviously based on what they've put out there, but it seems it seems very promising, and it's not going to be based on the 2009 movie or the current movie that's coming out. It's supposed to be like a, a bridge gapper thing between the two movies, like a mission that takes place in between or something like that. But um, the engine and stuff is all, you know, the I can't remember what the the engine they're using is, but uh, the people that are writing the, the script for it, of course, um, Orsi and Kurtzman have their hands in on the on the the plot of the game, but it's largely being written by the people who did like Gods of War and uh, oh, you're in good hands then. stuff like that. It did real good uh, storytelling games and things like that. So, um, yeah, the, so there's that uh, reveal trailer for WWE 13 came out. Uh, still no word on when ROH will be putting out their Davy Richards video game. <laughs> Perhaps never. I hear you. You can only play that game while standing on your knees to make it more lifelike. Oh, I'm being told right now that that game is out, and it's called UFC Undisputed. <laughs> so uh, he's the only guy that can have an hour-long Iron Man match where, if you take out all the Muay Thai kicks, it's 11 minutes long. 
um, that was our moment of professional wrestling talk. Anna. You're, you're welcome, Cinema Geekly fans. Was- uh, I actually, uh, I, uh, I demoed uh, the Walking Dead video game last night. I have heard that that is really good. It was incredible. Like uh, they're releasing it, like you know, per episode. Right. Uh, you know, you can buy it for twenty dollars or something. You can get yeah every episode, or it's like four dollars uh, per per game or something. Per five, yeah. It, I, I I did a couple minute demo the first episode last night. It uh it it's it, the video game is drawn just like a walking, talking action comic book. I mean, you, you're not. I haven't. I didn't come across any known characters from the from the comic book yet. But I like I said, I only played it for the first few minutes. But blown away. Absolutely amazing game. Visually speaking, it. Wow! Yeah, if, go get the demo today immediately. Play it. Yeah, they're saying it's. Uh, I was reading a few reviews, and they're saying it's one of the best, um, like uh, PlayStation, you know, uh, PlayStation Store, Xbox Store, like uh, those games that are solely released on there. Maybe the best that they've ever put out on, you know, that isn't like a standalone disc or anything. Yeah. At all. No, it, it's phenomenal. I'll also be uh, I'll be downloading the the Doctor Who game that came out exclusively uh, through the PlayStation Store, uh, the Eternal the Eternity Clock. I'll is be getting Doctor that this weekend as well. There is. Wow, I they didn't got see that. Matt Smith did uh, all all the cast did the green screen and all that, the voices, everything. Crazy. They got Daleks, Cybermen, everything. Yeah, they jump on jump on the network, man, and download that beast. Give it a I, shot. I had no idea. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna. There's a lot of stuff. This, this is what I'm totally digging. The last. Uh, the last few video game purchases I, I've made actually were all, and I'm not talking about like download only games. Like when I got a uh, LA Noir, I just bought it and downloaded it. Um, yeah. I mean, I had like the uh, Star Wars: The Force Unleashed and wanted to get the second one, even though I heard it wasn't as enjoyable as the first one. But it was cheap and it was online. I didn't have to go anywhere to buy it. I just downloaded the whole game. Yeah, I, I love I love being able to do that. I, th- I think it's really cool. I mean, if you've got the if you've got the console with enough space on it, um, I mean, you you, can, you got I mean, you can back everything up too. You can delete games and go back and re-download them later as long as you're logged in or whatever. But I'm starting to think that this is totally the way I want to want to go in the future. I'm totally good doing this with video games. I'm not such a big fan of doing it with uh, with movies because I tend to play a video game all the way through, and then use its replay value or whatever, but then I'm usually done with it. I don't touch it again. Like, I have, uh, like, MLB 09 The Show still <laughs> somewhere, but I've not touched it, nor will I, because I have, you know, the 2012 game, so I have, like, no point in, in playing it again. But, you know, that's not... The same thing does not apply for me with a movie. Like, I have old movies that I watch all the time, over and over and over again, so... Yeah. Uh, for me, this is a totally fine format for me, video game wise. I have no problem downloading everything. So keep doing that, everybody. Oh shit! I just I'm gonna have like I'll have dual copies of all the Avengers movies on Blu-ray. Are you? Damn it! Well, yeah. Well, because I mean, you know, I I already have you know Iron Man one, two, Hulk. I mean, you know, Cap, Thor, all on Blu-ray already. So when they release this box, I'm just gonna have extras just floating around. There you go. We'll give Damn some it. away. We'll give some away. There we go. And we want my used Blu-ray. Uh, trust me, they, they've been watched, but they've been very well taken care of. Yes, I take care of them <laughs> like they're children, in fact. Right. Uh, um, in fact, I yell at my real children <laughs> to handle them better. Right. I treat my Blu-rays better than my own children. Don't take that as a sign of being a bad parent. 
yeah. everybody who's calling right now the authorities. Uh, right. That is just to say that I take real good care of my discs, even though I know Blu-rays are more like scratch resistant and things like that. And God uh, bless them for doing so. Yes. Um, let's take a look at the Blu-ray releases for uh, May the 29th. Not a lot of not a lot of high quality stuff coming out, but there, there's some a, a few things here and there. Uh, the Aggression Scale. Not heard of that film before, but it's out on Blu-ray. Andrew Lloyd Webber's Love Never Dies. Uh, let's see here. Corey Lannis, Gone. Goon and a Goon Combo Pack. Joe McDonald will be pleased about that. Uh, Memorial Day, Man on a Ledge. I believe that just came out sometime this year. Yeah, that's with uh, Charlie Hunnam, right? Mm, I want to say. I wanna... Yeah, that's the guy from Sons of Anarchy. Yes. Uh, which, by the way, uh, Netflix picks. Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> I love that show. Uh, randomly just started watching it one day out of pure boredom. Uh, could not stop watching it. I am now completely finished watching all four seasons. I watched all four of them within the span of two weeks. Holy shit. <laughs> and I got addicted to this show. I watched at least uh, four, at least four or five episodes a day. Um, yeah, it was, it was bad. It was a, a disease and uh, I am like the least motorcycle car engine <laughs> gang shooty drug guy person in the entire world. Uh, could not give a shit about any of those things really, but I was completely enthralled with this show. Uh, yeah. Ron Perlman is oh. amazing. Ron Perlman is amazing. Katie Segal is awesome in this show. Um, so many awesome people in this, in this yeah. program. FX, it's uh, surprisingly one of the shows that rules that isn't on AMC or HBO or show. <laughs> um, and they get a lot of shits in on that show. So if you like hearing the word shit, uh, they say it a lot on there. They can't say fuck because it's FX, but... Um, they talk. They do say cock a lot, though, too, they also. Do, they do say cock a lot. Uh, Kurt Sutter, who created the show, I uh, was doing an interview with Kevin Smith, and he basically is like, every time you hear Jesus Christ... He's like, that's my way of saying fuck on the show. Since I can't say fuck, I say Jesus Christ. Well, then they say fuck a lot on that show. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's either shit or Jesus Christ. Right. Um, Memorial Day, Man on a Ledge, we cover those. Uh, the Strange Love of Martha Ivers, that's an old-timey film. Um, HD Cinema Classics is putting that out. So mm. it's some random eighth-party <laughs> Blu-ray company is putting that one out. Um <laughs> A double feature of Traveler and Telling Lies in America. We need to talk to Kevin and the complete fourth season of True Blood is coming out on uh, the Blu-rays. I'm sure Season 5 starts uh, in a couple weeks. I'm sure there's lots of n vampire nudity in that show. Oh, a ton. Vampire, werewolves, uh, fairies, what, what have you. Rednecks. And uh, Tyler Lautner, of course. <laughs> yeah. No? <laughs> He is not. He is a werewolf, correct? He's a werewolf. God, he is. Yeah, that's right. Oh, the guy from Abduction. Yes, Abduction. He's got such a weird-looking face, though, doesn't he? Abductions, Tyler Lautner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, don't worry. He'll become, like, the new Billy Blank. He'll have, like, a Tybo thing that he'll do. Well, I hear, uh, what's his face? The the guy with the big hair from the Twilight movies is going to be in the new Hunger Games movie. Uh, Catching Fire, as they're calling it, yes. Right. Um, if people, by the way, if people want to hear us talk more about the Hunger Games, I guess, I guess maybe they should. It's one of the higher, the Hunger Games 
review is one of the one of the more read articles uh, on the website. So we yeah. made posting more Hunger Games stuff. I, I liked the first movie. Um, I was kind of surprised, but uh, yeah, it's uh, that. Well, that I mean, once we started doing Avengers, Avengers stuff has been gold for our website. <laughs> the Avengers thing, the Avengers, the first review, the one that Sean Connolly posted, is the highest read article in the history, the short history of CinemaGeekly.com, but it's by far the most read article over, way over top of everything else. And my second review is like number five um, on that list somewhere. So yeah, people like the Avengers. Every time we post Avengers stuff, those articles get... Uh, Large amounts of hits. So well, I'm gonna, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get off my ass and put some of my thoughts about where Avengers Two is going up there. Right. So now, of course, that means I'm gonna have to find a way to work in the Avengers in every possible way. Just tag it in every article from now on. Right. I'll just be like Avengers Jeremy Renner starring in Born. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, of course, Jeremy Renner is Hawkeye in the Avengers. Right. I just capitalize everything. Um. So this is uh, the first week, I, I thought, anyway, when we were having this discussion many weeks ago on the Avengers-centric uh, episode of the podcast, this is the first week that, at least this is the first week where I was like, this is the first chance somebody may be able to stand up to the Avengers. Um, but after looking at their numbers from last week, 55 million strong. I mean, they're going to probably drop down from that a little bit. But they've kind of been hovering in that range pretty much ever since their second weekend. Uh, after the after the second weekend, they did a hundred million. Pretty yeah. much so the next two weekends after that, they've been hovering around this fifty-five million mark. Plus, Men- Monday's a holiday, man. Begging their parents to go see that movie again. Men in Black Three, uh, that's opening. Chernobyl Diaries is also opening. And that looks great. Have you seen the trailer for that? I have. Yeah, man. It's like oh, onto Chernobyl, but they're yeah. not. Not getting good reviews at the moment, but uh, uh, horror movies never do though. Critics hate horror movies. No, you don't get a lot. Of, uh, Cabin in the Woods is one of the few ones I ever saw that was getting universal praise. But that's largely because it wasn't just a horror movie. It was so many different elements of movies put into one movie. But um, Chernobyl Diaries currently pushing about twenty six percent with forty six reviews. Uh, which apparently is enough for a general consensus already, but um, there's, they're saying that the premise was interesting, um, and it also provides an insanely spooky atmosphere, but it's mostly short on suspense, and apparently uh, they say here short on suspense and originality, which sometimes says to me, you know, cliche-ridden. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. It, I was I was interested in it, despite the fact that Jesse McCartney is in it. <laughs> uh despite that <laughs> despite that i am i am partially interested uh men in black 3 we mentioned it earlier 68 percent with 167 reviews i believe aaron said though that at least 150 of those reviews are will smith easily himself just on there saying oh this movie's this movie's awesome fantastic his best work since uh what hitch independence day right yeah <laughs> since jimmy died in the in the in the plane <laughs> Jimmy no. Uh, Jimmy no. The, the Reverend. <laughs> yes. Um I love Independence Day though. What can I say? I'm sucker. The great Harry Connick Jr. Very underrated. Oh, indeed. 
let's kick the tires and light the fires, Big Dad. We'll probably <laughs> just sit here and, and quote Independence Day to the end of time. Start the podcast from now on is kicking the tires and lighting the you fires. Um, not until the fat lady sings. Right. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. We've got uh, so we've got Men in Black Three. Chernobyl Diaries doesn't stand a chance. Um, no. Does Men in Black Three stand a chance? Uh, yeah. I don't think so. I want to go see because I'm obviously we're recording this. Uh, we're recording this on Saturday. This will be up on on Sunday. Um, Friday estimates. Friday. I think est- they I think they were lower than what they than what they expected. Friday. The Friday estimates have Men in Black Three above the Avengers. By how much? By quite a bit, actually. Friday estimates have Avengers at nine point six million and Men in Black Three at an even eighteen million. That'll but, drop. Right, I'm going to say that's an estimate, and that's just for Friday. We're counting for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, of course. Um, honestly, I I don't think that they're going to. I don't think it's going to beat Avengers. I don't think so either. But I mean, you're you know you know there you're right. There are probably a lot of kids who probably want to. See, my kid wants to see it. Right. Um, there are a lot of kids. She wanted to see Avengers too. Um. You know, a lot of kids have probably already gone to see Avengers, and this may be like the next movie. We're like, Mom, Dad, let's go see this. We're <laughs> Chernobyl Diaries. Um, so, I don't know. I'm going to say Avengers. Holds on again. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It's not... I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be tough because, oh my God, the week after, there's so many other great movies, because there's not. There's movies I'm interested in seeing, like Snow White and the Huntsman. I'm curious to see if that's going to be any good. Um, Piranha 3 Double D, that's coming out too. I'm really excited to see that. I'm not gonna lie, I'm really excited for that. David Hasselhoff is in it, so it's Piranhas got... in a water park. I mean, come on. <laughs> and David Hasselhoff is the lifeguard who doesn't get it. Right. You're walk- you're talking to a guy who just watched Shark Night again yes. on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not like, and no, it's not like those movies have like staggering drawing power that's gonna kill Avengers. But eventually, oh. Avengers is just gonna slow down. It's the nature of it's the nature of things. It's like people can only go see it so many times. Um, there's very few people who have not yet seen it who want to see it. Right. Uh, most people who have really wanted to see it have seen it already uh, a couple of times. <laughs> it's like guys like me who have giant Thor sleeve tattoos. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I still think that it's going to I just don't think Men in Black has it, but. It's you know to me to me it is a real toss up. Yeah, it, 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 if Men in Black beats it, it won't be by much. I'm just gonna say the Avengers are gonna do it just because I don't want to have to say Men in Black is gonna dethrone the Avengers. It, it's not Twilight, so I mean you know whatever. Yeah, it could be could be worse. Right. Um. So I'm going I'm going with uh, Avengers. You? Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Okay. So just to spite uh, Barry Sonnenfeld or whoever it is that's directing that flick um well i guess that'll wrap it up man we're gonna hopefully be back here next week to find out whether or not we were correct i'm hoping we were right i really i'll actually uh i'm actually gonna be on vacation next week so i might have to call in on my skype phone you have a skype phone well i got skype on my phone right right you got like an android phone or something like that i do 
Oh, there you go. We've done this before. Well, I've done it before anyway. Um, yeah, I'm going to be in Vegas, so we'll see uh, what kind of a shit show I can produce for you. I've man- Well, I've managed it before. I did a, one of my other podcasts, which used to be weekly, but is now bi-quarterly or yearly. I'm not sure. Um, uh, Sphercast, which I used to do uh, an awful lot, but don't do as much anymore. Uh, we once did a show where uh, one of the one of the co-hosts, Jason, Jason Schmidt, who actually writes for the Simi Geekly website an awful lot, was actually in Japan, and we did an entire podcast while he was in the lobby of a hotel room in Japan. Uh, <laughs> and I believe we were talking to him, and it was like three in the morning there. So, uh, yeah, he was very tired. Right. Like four in the morning or something like that. But uh, we actually woke him up. He was asleep. Uh, <laughs> left his Skype on. Oh, the idiot. He figured it meant he was awake and waiting for us to call him in. Um, but he, he woke up, hit the elevator and got into the lobby. So, uh, yeah, man, if it's, if it's possible, if you have the time can totally do one, if you really want to do that, that that would be great. We could go, uh, I was going to say we could go intercontinental with, with cinema geekly, but technically we've already done that with Joe McDonald being in, in Kansas. So very true. But cinema geekly goes Vegas. Right. (laughs) What are you heading out there for? Just vacation time or is there something? Yeah. No, no. Just a little bit of vacation. Wow, nothing wrong with that. Especially not at all. Don't don't lose all of your money. Uh, I'll definitely do my best not to. I might be. uh, Yeah, it's it's gonna be one for the books. Are you hitting any shows or just casinos? Uh, Actually, uh, the people we're going with wanted really wanted to see Chris Angel, and I was really kind of hesitant to (laughs) to go see uh, the Mind Freak. But thankfully, uh, he is on vacation. Uh, I think he's going to be having another peck implant surgery or have more extensions put in, you know, whatever he does on his off time. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, I'm sure we'll end up seeing something like a Cirque de So whatever. Oh, Cirque de Soleil. Yes, of course. Uh, make sure to do plenty of drugs beforehand. Right. <laughs> if uh, Knocked Up has taught us anything, Cirque de Soleil on shrooms. Oh, that's right, didn't they? Yeah, they did shrooms. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could. There'd be no way I, I could not handle that. Blue Man Group, perhaps. Uh, now that I can. Maybe Celine Dion is still doing her thing over there. Oh, God, I hope so. You can hear the Titanic theme song. Right. Uh, all right, man. Well, that's the Cinema Geekly podcast for this week. I'm Anthony Lewis. I'm Aaron DeLosa. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.